Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Spooky Mile. <laughs> this is the podcast where we sit at home on Halloween and watch spooky, spooky movies. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's, um, so spo- it's so spooky. And you know so what? So last week on this podcast, we watched one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And it chilled me to my core. Yeah. It was Casper. It was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Now this this ghost face is less friendly. <laughs> so every year on uh, Twitter we do a poll where we put four movies up and our followers get to pick the Halloween movie we're going to watch. Previous years we've we've done um, uh, classic Halloween movies that I've not seen because I never watch horror movies. So we've watched in the past The Lost Boys, The Exorcist, uh, and something else. <laughs> Two other movies. And, uh, <laughs> this is the fifth year of the podcast. <laughs> um, we can't even this. We can't even bring a level of research about our own lives <laughs> to this podcast. But this year has been scary enough already. We all know that twenty twenty does not need anything else to make it scarier. Uh, sorry, I've had a glass of wine. I'm not quite coherent. So we just said, you know what? We want to watch a teen slasher because they're like not too scary. Uh, and we they're fun it's a fun they're fun so we put up Scream A Nightmare on Elm Street Halloween and I know what you did last summer no you're you're, this is you've reverse engineered what actually happened Kathy said I want to watch Scream (laughs) how can we make that happen and then (laughs) so then we we brainwash our Twitter followers because I put Scream (laughs) in first place on the poll oh is that how you did it first place doesn't always win well I I would say just 49% of people just wanted to watch Scream yeah Scream like I was like I think people are feeling Scream Nightmare on Elm Street only got 18% Halloween came second surprised by that Halloween came second 25% but like last year we already saw that Halloween 2.0 or whatever it was called uh, I think it was just called Halloween and I feel like it was like that Apple move of just calling it the next iteration the same thing like anyway, I- iPad we watched that last year so I'm like alright we've seen Halloween like and then I know what you did last summer I wouldn't mind it watching but that got 8% <laughs> uh, so Scream with 49% it is 1997 I'm excited about Scream yeah I haven't seen it so I guess I probably saw it in like 1998 when it was out on VHS and then I've definitely think we've watched it together before. I thought Scream came out in 1996. Well, according to what you wrote in our Twitter <laughs> oh, poll, right. our Twitter poll says 1997. Yeah, I, think, I think that's wrong. I'm reading our own poll. Um, so anyway, what yeah, it's 96. I'm right. wrong on so, the Twitter poll. Surprise, no one pulled up on that. Correction. Um, anyway, we would have seen it a year or two after that, whenever it came out in VHS in Ireland. Yeah, but I, we shouldn't have because we would have been very young. Yeah, I definitely was. This was the this first would have been an 18. 18s movie I ever remember seeing. Same. Um, and I must have been. Yeah, you're right. About a year or two after this, which puts me at around um, 13, like 13, 13 yeah, 14. Same. And I remember it was that classic movie going to a friend's house. And the parents were going out for dinner and we were left to our own devices. And we were allowed <laughs> to rent a video from the uh, video store. 
And you said, extra vision. let's get this teen slasher movie. Down, down to extra vision. Yeah. And handed it to my friend's dad and said, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe this one. Just chancing around. And he didn't look, you know, it was like the jackpot moment of he didn't look at the thing. The uh, person behind the counter didn't give two shits. Because we they were out, probably a teenager. And we walked out of there with scream. And like, I have to say, I'm pretty almost 100% positive that's the same way I watched this movie at yeah. a friend's house and their dad rented it. Their divorced dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, divorced dad's a classic move. Uh, Yeah, and I obviously loved it. Um, Same, and I remember being genuinely terrified. I remember it being a great movie for a thirteen-year-old. And then I know we, I know we've watched it together since, but I would say at least not in ten years. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. It's it's a great movie. I just, I can't wait to watch it again because in my head, it's like. Yeah, an amazing movie. And I'm now, you know, so many of these movies, when you go back and rewatch them, they don't hold up either from like sexual politics point of view or like a gender point of view or just sometimes they're just not as good mm. as you remember them. Um, so I'm dying to see this again. I'm really excited. Because um, it's like, I remember like, we're, no spoilers now till we get to a spoiler Halloween spooky sofa. But 100%. <laughs> All I remember about this movie is like the big party at the end. So I'm genuinely excited to watch it because I don't really remember it. That's all you remember. I'm pretty sure there's a party that's at least 45 to 50% of this movie. The way you you, um, consume movies is like, it's literally like, it's just like in one ear, one out the other. It's much like this glass of wine I'm consuming in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's incredible. But I'm pretty sure most of this movie is just a party, right? The end is, yeah. Anyway, we'll pick this up afterwards. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. I, what I like about Scream is that it... Uh, well, let's talk about it on the other side. Why don't we stick it on now? Stick it on. And we'll and talk about Scream. Honestly, our Halloween episodes are like my favourite episodes, even though I know I can't remember any of them. But we just always have a lot of fun. You're not going to remember this conversation. <laughs> like Now I want to know what are the ones we watch, so we will let you know, and no one's going to care because they could just scroll back in the feed faster than we could scroll back in our yeah. own feed and record this but um nobody is scrolling back <laughs> to our feed to find out what the old Halloween episode uh, oh and when we're back uh, when we do retro reviews like this we usually do them uh, just over on our Patreon but we're doing it here tonight uh, we'll have fun facts for you yeah. and Dave is in charge this week of the fun facts yeah I'm gonna find some hopefully fun, scream is some actual fun facts often on our Patreon we watch movies that are like more facts than fun yeah like when we watch the lives of others <laughs> uh, which is an amazing movie but the fun facts were mostly same with Leon the Professional about the surveillance state yeah. of East Berlin yeah we just watched Leon the Professional and we're like these aren't fun yeah. anyway right back, All right. back in in no I'll be I'll right, be right back. back we didn't we didn't rehearse that no that's why I started with back in a jiffy and stopped myself. <laughs> yeah, back in a jiffy. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, this Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say I'll be right back. Cause you won't be back. Get another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who did he make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, it's safe time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! Scary, are you? Scream. Do you like scary movies? Uh, 
it, yeah, just watch. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that either. I, I don't think we should try doing re- unrehearsed improv comedy anymore. It's that wasn't improv clearly... comedy. That was somebody phoning me. Oh my god! Yeah, the killer is in the house. <laughs> uh, that was honestly, fun. I'd welcome them because I'm so bored. <laughs> we never have any visitors. Yeah, serial killers during during lockdown would just be like, oh my god, someone else. <laughs> would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> a glass of wine? No, no, wait, wait, wait. A beer? No, no, no. Sorry. Would you like a cup of coffee? That's it. That's all I'd offer a cereal killer. Why were you cycling through um, menu items for for the cereal killer? I'm genuinely trying to imagine what it would be like to have a visitor in my house. I'm just getting thrilled at the prospect. So the next time we have a visitor in our house, whenever that might be, your your reaction is going to be, would you like a coffee? Not a beer. (laughs) How about a coffee? Well, I am an Irish mammy now. So Uh, anyway, Dave. Yes. What did you think about Scream? I, re- I mean, I liked it. It's good. Yeah. I Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's, it's really good. Really Do you know what good. I like about it is, um, it like for me, Scream is one of those examples, um, like RoboCop and Starship Troopers of movies that like can satirize uh, either a genre or um, have a larger point to say while also being silly and also being a very legitimate entry into the genre it's 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 parodying as well yeah if that makes sense 100%. so this is a meta scream is like a meta sort of comic take on the slasher genre but it's while also such being a good movie. an excellent slasher it's like it's like it's a really well put together plot um and i remember being 13 years old and just being like is really into the mystery and the twists are uh, full spoilers by the way for Scream no we get to spoilers oh we're doing that okay right no No. spooky spooky spoilers okay spooky spoilers alright no spoilers then until we get to spooky spoilers I mean it came out in 1997 according to our Twitter poll Uh, but um the you know the twists and turns even for by today's standards, I think are very They're well, very really well mapped good. out. You yeah. would never guess it, I don't think. And if anyone claims they guessed it at the end, don't even bother. I'm guessing Mike Ahern did. That's Dave's best friend who, who <laughs> pretends yeah, he guesses the end of. He <laughs> pretended he guessed the end of Sixth Sense. Yeah, at the end of Sixth Sense, Mike turned around and told us that he knew the whole time. <laughs> maybe he did. Um, but the um, it's also just a. It's very funny. It's very like wry. It's. Um, it's clever I th- and I think like and it also um, you know was written by Kevin Williamson who um, you know his big credit before the, or one of his big credits before this was Dawson's Creek I don't wait which is for our you know you're gonna over. do this the whole time okay you know I can't um, remember any more words so no the, uh, which you know was credited for you know capturing off like a, a, a relatively authentic or interesting version of a teen, a teen it, voice. It was neither. It was not authentic. As someone who recently rewatched a lot of <laughs> okay, one. right. But I, sa- I, sa- I didn't say it was. I said it was credited with that. What it was was, I think Dawson's Creek. It was not authentic, but it it captured how teenagers like try to emulate grown ups and speak like grown ups because they were speaking like a bunch of like fifty year old women in a Manhattan philosophers. Loft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, he captured the zeitgeist of what teenagers wanted to watch, right? But the, but the teenagers in this movie, despite being played by 20-year-olds, uh, 20 <laughs> 20 is very 20, generous. 20-somethings. 20 <laughs> well, fun fact, early fun fact, Nev Campbell was 22 in this movie. So not, you know, not a massive stretch. No. Although here's another bonus fun fact. They approached Molly Ringwald, who was the... Um, Kevin, well, she Kevin, would have been in her 30s. She right? was Kevin Williamson's or, or Wes Craven's first choice for this. And she was 27 and said, no, I'm way too old for this. Like, she was only 27? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah. It's she just... thought she... Has she seen Greece? <laughs> she <laughs> could play a pre-scooter <laughs> by that rationale. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, but it's a, it's a fun movie. Like the ghost face thing is is a very iconic look. completely iconic. Um, I mean, it also spawned a hundred sequels. Yeah, and there's a reason that it did because it, um, it's just a very... It's, it's, it's a it's a, it became um it's it, its own sort of um canon and and like um you know and the sequels the sequels by the way are are like varying in quality but for the most part tended to to keep the same tone and theme and that rye meta commentary and kind of push it on a notch like when you know the second one 
it it becomes the there's a movie about what happened in the first one called Stab, you know, and it, yeah. it's like it, it it adds all these layers of sort of uh, meta ness, and it's it's it's. But really this great. movie is like, from my point of view, rewatching it again, like I totally agree on the mystery. I think it's amazing. What I found really interesting watching it now, from like a 2020 point of view, uh, like immediately what leaps out at me is things that I would never have noticed before visually. They all have normal human teeth. Now, when you watch movies these days, you do not see teeth like that. They have, to the point where, like, you know the main guy, not Skeet Ulrich, but the other guy, Matthew always Lillard? sticks his tongue out, which yeah, I find yeah. absolutely vile and turns my stomach, how that actor always sticks his tongue out. He's like great in this. He's though. brilliant but in yes, this. But yes, he does but always But at one point you see that he has fillings. Like, you would never see that now. Like, it honestly took me a minute. I was like, why do their faces look weird? I was like, oh, they have human teeth. Um, <laughs> the second thing that struck me was uh, Dave and I as people who are currently trying to house hunt in England which is a horrifically grim thing to be doing um, oh my god the houses the size of their houses I know it's obscene it's- Sydney lives on her own with her dad and they live in a sprawling ranch like mansion and they're not even supposed to be rich that's here, just the here, size of their house that's the thing um that's the thing about like watching movies as, as a, a grown up as a grown up like when we a- rewatched Home Alone we were like <laughs> yeah. oh my god You're like Hold on, they're multi-millionaires. <laughs> like, like, as a kid, you just don't realise Sydney's it. porch was bigger than our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the porch that she spends all a fleeting scene on. And they seem to live in like some sort of town where they all kind of live like in the countryside. But like, I, I couldn't grasp the geography of where they live. Maybe you that's just America. couldn't grasp a town that has the countryside around no, it. No, I just couldn't grasp like... And is that what America's like? Like, our American listeners, tell us, are your houses that big? Um, well, I think America's made up of many different states with many different... Th- but yeah, I think houses... I would say average house sizes in uh, the United States are how, and I love far how, bigger than they are here. I Look love how space. dated they are. Like, at one point, um, the best friend character is wearing, like, Adidas tracksuit trousers... Uh, tracksuit pants, but, like, with heels, which was, like, back a thing back then. Well, can we um, talk about how they much all, this... They, like, aesthetically, all of, like, that kind of look of, like like all the girls have fake boobs for example the guys are wearing like the baggy baggy jeans yeah. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich is that how you say his name I used to love him and now watching it back I'm a bit like the greasy the greasy yeah bangs. he's so greasy the, um, and the, the cultural references okay we have to quickly mention just two that okay, I spotted um, they're like who would you want to play in, in the movie of your life and then Nave Campbell like throws horrible shade at Tory Spelling by going oh not Tory Spelling and then somebody makes a joke about like if you if you hear the same rumor long enough you start to believe it and they say you know like Richard Gere and the gerbil gerbil like that's that's they're both two very mean references it's a to timeless anecdote <laughs> um, then Gail Weathers I absolutely love Monica from Friends as Gail Weathers like iconic performance yeah she's but great. she has the Rachel and it's like don't even bother ever trying to have that hairstyle because Jennifer Aniston has it um, there's some funny re- like it's so self-referential we won't go through, through them all Dave might do some in full facts but I did enjoy when somebody was talking about um, Friday the 13th or whatever and they were like oh that's written by Rez Carpenter because it was like Wes Craven and yeah, John one Carpenter. of the characters. It's like something from a Wes Carpenter movie. Yeah, yeah um, and then I wrote, oh, the Fonz. I really enjoyed Henry when Winkler. They up. Yeah. Um, and I do love like you looking know, young, looking though, very young you know, now. Even though then we were like, whoa, the Fonz got old. Yeah, the Fonz is ancient but now. now I'm like, now God, he's like, like our age. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite thing is like the three rules of a horror movie that they kind of repeat: never have sex, never do drink or drugs, and never say I'll be right back. Um, and then without going into spoilers just one other thing I want to reference which I find like hilarious is the whole like insensitivity of the teenagers of this town right like their classmates are being like absolutely maimed and murdered and they're like school's out for yeah. summer um, uh, and at one stage two of them uh, don the ghost face masks and run around the corridors going Bleh! yeah like is it oh and this isn't a spoiler because this was like so well known like she was in the original poster Drew Barrymore the opening scene with Drew Barrymore oh my god it was brilliant yeah it's very well it's very done brought us straight in and actually I'd forgotten how long that scene was like in my mind that was a very brief thing at the start of the movie but like it was a good 10 minutes at least it's good it's very it's it's very well paced it's um it's such a great setup for the movie because you get the sense of the the phone call and the threat and the sort of the way they're kind of bantering a bit at the beginning and also it establishes that phone call as as a real like whenever the phone rings 
it's terrifying. In this movie, the characters get scared. And when yeah. you hear Nev Campbell talking to him early on, it's it's scary. And it's also the, really clever because we as a viewer at the time would have thought that Drew Barrymore is our protagonist. So we would have been like, oh, well, she's fine. Well, she's she was set to be the protagonist. It's very clever. So she was uh, due to... She did sign on to be the protagonist, but then had a had a scheduling clash or something and had to drop out. So she, she I think she suggested a sm- this she would take this smaller role at the beginning. Oh, um, interesting. So she was due to be the lead. Yeah. Early fun fact. Um, but do you know what was interesting for me looking at that scene again? Because I remember that scene so vividly. Um, I didn't remember it at all, so movie, I was like... <gasps> most of the movie, there was no- nothing that really stood out to me that I hadn't remembered. Except... Um, the popcorn scene. The no, the 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 opening scene, the bit with her parents. So her parents come back. Oh, that was so distressing. That was actually the only part of and the I movie think, I was distressed at. And this is this is, but this is, and that's something that's never registered with me before because I was just like, whatever. But I think now you're like, boo, we're watching get the parents it, off the screen. But we're watching it now, as p- looking at it, these houses and saying because we're looking at houses, so we're like, oh my god, look at house. House. I'm sorry, like, could your living room be any no, bigger? It's ridiculous. But we're look, we're watching it as parents, and I was like putting myself in the shoes of those parents, and it was just like that was the most gut wrenching bit of the movie by far for me. This horrific scene of her, especially because she was right outside her mom and dad, yeah. and, then, and then and then the fear of them finding that scene, and then how it, and then and then how they find her. It was just like awful. Yeah, really sick. It was now, and I think most of our listeners will have seen Scream, but. I do believe that we need to do a spoiler or spooky sofa on this one because I think if you stop, haven't... Stop saying that as if it's a, it's a well-established thing. According I to... Think, I think we're going to have to do a spoiler or spooky sofa <laughs> on this, guys. Because <laughs> um, according to our stats that we can see through the Acast app, we have loads of like quite young listeners. So they may not have seen Scream. Yeah. Yeah, according to, according to our stats... Our average listener is uh, between the age of 18 to 24. Which I don't believe. Which is, is confusing to because, me as well. Because I, on social we're, media, we're that is not the age that interacts with us. So let us know if you're 18 to 24. Yeah. And no shade on ACAS app either. Um, but anyway, if you have not seen Scream, turn off now. Because we are going to spooky spoiler so fast. It's almost like you were going to do a jingle. But then you didn't really that commit. Was the, that was the joke. You'd, jingle. Right. Spoilers for Scream. And fun facts coming up now. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you want to what? talk about? Uh, I want to kind of talk about how good the mystery was. Um, I want to talk about your fun facts. And I want to talk about how good the twist was. Because this was an epic twist. Like, I truly yeah. remember being really shocked by the boyfriend. Yeah, the twist The twist is strong. And, and I really think... Really strong because there was two of them. And that's what we didn't see coming. That, that was good. And I also liked that... Uh, the boyfriend, you know, they, the the classic thing in any murder mystery is you um, put a red herring at the beginning, um, and everyone thinks it's the person, and then it's not the person because everyone was looking the wrong way, and then they do that to, to sort of make you as an audience comfortable with Billy. Yeah, because you're like the second he gets arrested, you're like, well, it's not him. Exactly. Um, so it's so, a classic murder she wrote, and movie. it actually was him, which I really enjoyed. Uh, so it's, well, that's it's a very clever script because it it's playing with the audience expectation as well as playing with the tropes of the genre it's working within. Yeah, so it's and, like taking the bit out of the genre, but also presuming how we feel comfortable watching a murder mystery, and we're like, oh my god, poor Billy! Like that's actually awful the way Cindy doesn't believe him. Yeah, and then like. I love the scene. I love all the stuff about how once you lose your virginity, you're a goner. But then when her and Billy have sex and immediately afterwards, she's like jokingly, hey, who did you make a phone call to when you were arrested? And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, who did you phone? And he gets really, and then he goes, what do I need to do to prove I'm not the killer? And next minute, someone just runs at him and stabs him. I mean, it's all ridiculously timed, by the way. As if your man was hanging outside the bedroom window waiting for Billy to say that. And also, okay, a lot of it made sense when when you heard their explanation, right? Like, obviously, they're, like, sociopathic or whatever. But, and Billy's like, my dad was sleeping with your mom and that's why my mom left. Okay, I get Billy's motivation and I get that Billy's mate just, like, wants to go on a killing spree. But why did they kill um, Rose McGowan? That genuinely didn't make sense because her and Billy's mate seem to be in like a genuinely nice relationship. But uh, Matthew, Do you think Billy did it? Matthew Lillard was a complete psychopath and they wanted to kill everybody. 
He didn't. He wasn't. What in what in what way did you think he had a genuine emotional connection with Rose McGowan? They just seem to be like They seem to be what? They sat on a fountain And were like <laughs> Scoring with each other Like Oh my god Her death is actually That's what I, My memories of Scream Were that party And most vividly Of everything else in the movie Rose McGowan In that garage door Yeah it's pretty That brutal. is brutal Absolutely brutal And like Even watching it now I was like No You know that thing Where they're all watching Halloween And they're screaming And Jamie Lee Gerd is like No I'm like Don't climb through the door Like she's really good In this movie And Her end was Very disturbing And then the other character That I Enjoyed But I think I was more Thinking of him from screen 2 Than screen 1 Because he was in this movie Less than I remembered Was the kind of Geeky video store friend Yeah Jamie Kennedy I think Played him I don't know who Alright I'll check that later It doesn't Um, matter That's not relevant But uh and he's the one who gives them all the tropes of the horror movies but then I liked at the end that turned out Billy knew all the horror movies too it wasn't just the geeks who knew the tropes yeah but that was, but actually they'd been seeding that the whole time because he comes into Cindy's bedroom and says I was watching The Exorcist and I thought of you I like, when uh, Billy comes in and he <laughs> sorry now if someone called into my bedroom and said I was watching The Exorcist and I thought of you I'd be like get out of my fucking house but like I was thinking about this cause and he's all- like basically why would you have sex with me because my mother was murdered last year. Like he's basically like he's horrible. Yeah, no, I know. He, now but, as but an he, adult, I'm like but he's, he's a horrible. teenage boy. That but is, as a teenager, I just fancied him, but I saw none of it. Yeah, no, he's he's not like There's red flags charming now. at all. He's no. an awful man. Even before we found out he was the actual serial killer. Yeah, but the um, it, it was interesting watching him. Like he just makes movie references this entire the entire movie. Like he's just like um, I and and the, the way it's so cheesy. The way like I just want. Our, I want our relationship to be an MC seventeen, not, not PG thirteen. Oh He's right, about, like, that's in movie classification ratings. What's and the then thing she goes, does? or maybe a porn flick. Um, oh, I mean, when she said maybe a porn flick, I was like, Cindy, uh, like have a, like, what are you doing? I know. Um, what was but, the thing he said when he turned around when he when she finally realized he's the killer? Was he like, here's Johnny or something? That was really good when he turned around. No, he said a line from Psycho. What was it again? I don't remember, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we really, but then he says that, we really should have noted that down and then he says uh, Norman Bates psycho like he's the, he's the annoying like he's that annoying film nerd that has to like flaunt it all the time do you know who yeah, he but is if you're gonna go to the effort of naming people if you're gonna getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you that's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services including therapy and medication management Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. I'm going to go to the effort of murdering people in the name of horror films you may as well lord your horror films references over them I know but there's nothing worse than than the, the than people who just like rub it in your face or correct you I guess I'm that yeah, person yeah but we're the opposite because the... we don't know any film references and we have a film <laughs> podcast I just said here's Johnny <laughs> and that's not what he said <laughs> the, uh, we can't even remember what all our episodes of our own podcast we've done in we're our defense now we've had now. a couple of drinks as we were watching screen but the um, do you good know, laugh though do you know I recommend who, everyone should watch it do you know who who he is that character he's Dawson um, I don't want to wait because we watched as you referenced we watched that sc- I can't stop it it's so distracting when Sorry. you sing that throughout the, any time ah stop <laughs> the, um, we watched rewatched some of Dawson's Creek lately and Dawson is the most annoying character which we all know but also he just quotes movie references and Steven Spielberg films and tells everyone I admire Dawson's enthusiasm like like I hope when our children are older they will apply themselves to a subject the way Dawson applied himself to film studies I know but Dawson got into the senior class when he was a junior okay okay I don't want to talk about Dawson's Creek I just wanted to point out that Billy is Dawson if he were a serial killer which he probably isn't nah because Billy's really creepy and Dawson isn't so no um, and then I looked up Skeet, Skeet Ulrich to see what he's doing now because he was so huge back then and he was in he wasn't in Final Destination but he was in like the cra- he was in The Craft 
So I looked, which I think Maeve Campbell was in as well. But anyway, I looked up what's he in now, and apparently he was in Riverdale, and then he's like 50 and his girlfriend's 25, FYI. Oh, God. Yeah, so there were some pool photos of those two. He looks really good in fairness to him. Um, but I guess it's hard, like, this is a very iconic role, and I feel like actually for all of those actors, Courtney Cox aside because she had friends, kind of for all of them, probably their biggest role, is it? Uh, probably well yeah you just said Party of Five didn't you Did it? no Courtney Cox I'm saying still had friends no but Nev Campbell was Party of Five right yeah but this would have been after Party of Five though um, as in like oh, after yeah, okay. this movie oh you mean they never went on to anything bigger though Nev Campbell remember was actually in a, now that I'm talking out loud she was in um, House of Cards she was really good in that oh she was good in that um, the, the Matthew thing, Lillard was huge wasn't he in like Scooby Doo Scooby Doo yeah Shaggy he, he had a good run I, he's, a, he's a fun actor he's really good in this movie because he's so over the top and actually I knew guys like that in school and like I know I said like him sticking his tongue in all the time was so gross and it was but also I knew guys like that in school but then it was very hard for him to probably to be taken I remember him being as a serious actor in a role that we saw a movie we saw about 10 years ago which was oh, yeah. George Clooney made a movie set in Hawaii about him the and descendants. his daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that guy showed yeah, up and we were like up. what it's the guy from Scream but he's not playing like a kind of cartoonish class clown um, there, there were a few other things that really dated this movie one was Courtney Cox's clothes uh, yes epic 90s newsreader outfit like brilliant styling yeah um, Courtney Cox trying to do the Rachel not memorable yeah um, and the, the the main one for me was that the murder mystery hangs around um, somebody having a cellular phone um, the word cellular if you played a drinking game for this movie to the word cellular, cellular. you would be like paralytic we checked, we checked the cellular records and he's clear and then we cloned Sydney's dad's cellular like, phone like can you imagine can you imagine like if you if you if if you walked in someone's house and your phone fell out of your pocket and it went dunk dunk <laughs> in slow motion and you both look at it and look at each other and you get arrested for murder yeah um, because that's how, happened to me before how else could he have been calling and then um, do, you, do you know who I feel bad for who Sydney's dad the actor who plays him right because he's referenced throughout the entire movie and is visually in a lot of it but he never gets to say anything <laughs> no I don't so as an actor you'd be like I, I thought I'd get better out of this role there's even a line I wrote this down at one stage um, when Billy's getting interrogated uh, the, the cop says tell me this what are you doing with a cellular telephone son to be fair it was like 1996 like what was he doing with the cellular telephone <laughs> I don't know despite the fact that they're he all still millionaires existed yeah but like <laughs> Teenagers didn't all have them, right? Yeah. Um, and then anyway, I just we need to. Facts? I just want to briefly talk about the fact that, like, I because obviously, scary movie was made as a piss take of Scream, right? And the two had slightly converged in my mind. And when I was thinking of David Arquette in this movie, I was actually picturing the guy from uh, Scary Movie. Okay. The like the character that they made like ridiculous he was like a child but he was like a police detective yeah, or whatever yeah. so then when I watched this I was like oh David Arquette's just like a little bit sweet and a little bit dim but in my head I had been remembering the scary movie one so that was like the one character I had completely mixed up from scary movie and then it's funny because Dave had told me before as we were watching it that like this which I didn't know that this movie was supposed to be called scary movie and then was ended up being called scream and they say the word scary movie like 10 times within it. It it actually, if it had been the title, it would have been so lame how often they reference the title. All of Gail Weathers' um, video packages start with, it's like something out of a scary movie. <laughs> I, oh my God, I love... Gail all, Weathers reporting for Channel 9. I love all the stuff with Gail Weathers and Kenny the cameraman. And even when Kenny dies, like she doesn't care at all. Like, I love I love how dogged a reporter she is for she's, the, the be- she's the best reporter I've ever seen she's she's working on some like local like Mickey Mouse news station yeah but she wants a Pulitzer like and she's writing a book so fair play to her I think she and then well I, she was right about Cotton um, whatever his name Cotton, is and then I got really Leave sad Schreiber who doesn't get to talk Cotton Leary and Cotton Leary and then I got really sad as I was watching it because I remembered like oh my god I remember when they got married and then he came on Friends and then they did like a really sweet thing like congratulations to David and Courtney in the credits and then her name changed to Courtney Cox Arquette yeah and then I was like oh I remember when Brad Pitt was in Friends like this just all was a much happier time so in my life so much tragedy 
Well, well do, you want, do you want to know? Divorce's tragedy. Do you want to know two other hookups that happened from this movie? One other hookup that happened from Absolutely. this movie. Absolutely. Can it? you guess? Is this the beginning of your fun facts? Yeah. Okay. Fun facts for two coming up. Two of the main actors started dating after this for two Ooh. years. Nave Campbell yes, and correct. Skeet Ulrich. No, Nave Campbell and Matthew Lillard dated for two years after this movie. I love when he goes, he's so good in the scene where he's being stabbed. And he's like, oh, is that a thing, Bruce? <laughs> he's so good. I love when he's on the phone and he's dying and he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad. Oh my God, okay, I have to instantly, as soon as we're done, I'm just going to Google loads of photos of them when they dated in the 90s. They must have been like the Brat Pack. Like absolutely yeah. hot Hollywood couple. Um, okay, so this movie was actually based on a real event. Ooh. So um, Kevin Williamson said it was actually a documentary that he was watching about um, a spree of murders in Florida, um, who and it, they were called the Gainesville Murderers, and it was a it was a Gainesville killer, and uh, he he quote he said uh, I was watching this uh, Barbara Walters special on these Gainesville murders and I was getting so spooked I was being scared out of my mind and during the commercial break I heard a noise <gasps> and I had to go search the house and I went into the living room and a window was open and I'd been in this house for two days I'd never noticed the window open so, so, so many details in this so I got really scared so I went to the kitchen and I got a butcher knife got the mobile phone and I called a buddy of mine and that did he get a cellular phone or a mobile phone uh, <laughs> good question what <laughs> says well, he he says mobile phone in this quote um, and that buddy started asking him about scary, movies, scary movies and then the opening scene of Scream came into his head and then he said one thing led, led to another and then he went to bed one that thing night. led to another and my boyfriend was murdered in the pool <laughs> he said <laughs> I went to bed that night so spooked that he, I, have night, I had nightmares and I woke up at like three or four in the morning and then I started writing the opening scene to Scream and then get this was like, it came to me in a dream but get Whatever. this and then after that he uh, spent three days writing a full length script as well as two separate five page outlines for potential sequels he did the whole thing in three days I guess and if you're going to write the outline for Scream it's pretty easy the outline for Scream is like no, no, he haunted by a predator a full length script for Scream in three days and five page outlines for all the sequels this man does not have children that live with him <laughs> no not a hope that he have children I mean also I mean he, can was you tell running begrudging? Around, he, was, he was running around with wielding a knife in his house can so. you tell that I'm begrudging of people who are creative in their free time when they don't have children yeah well I mean we could probably be creative in our free time if we didn't sit on sit on the sofa recording ourselves watching <laughs> Scream um, <laughs> the, um, and the script was like highly highly sought after and there was I mean, a it's huge a, uh, by the way I'm only snarking war. and joking it's an epic script like I think it's, it's a cracking brilliant. script like it's absolutely brilliant it's really good like and it's, it deserved its bidding war um, and there were five our podcast has had a few bidding wars We honestly we've offered a lot of money to him to put it on exclusive to stop doing it to put it on exclusive <laughs> like, please stop we'll platforms. pay you people like a couple of different bidders have offered us a million dollars to take it off our hands and we've been like no, no. it means too much to us for we, it to be independent never our integrity is worth too much <laughs> our uh, integrity for those episodes we've recorded <laughs> we can't remember the cinema is not for sale J.J. Abrams um Stop asking us if you can buy it. It's getting Stop embarrassing. It. Guys, you cannot make the movie that you want to make about our podcast. We're not we're we're like David Bowie's estate. We're not we're not endorsing. They'll just make an unofficial movie about, about the cinema. But a couple who walk home from the cinema. Yeah, but they won't get the rights to any of the actual quotes. <laughs> From, from these episodes um, sorry we've drunk way too much wine we need to stop yeah, we it's very much you I'm, I'm getting through these fun facts baby no, sorry I can see a can of brew, brew dog punk IPA in yeah. your hand and so, so I'm not drinking wine oh fair right okay so there was a five way bidding war between studios for this yeah. for this movie and ultimately it went to Dimension Films never heard of them well, I very, just said that as a classic Irish mammy. Never heard of them. You have heard of the uh, two brothers that ran. Oh, stop! Dimension I saw films. their names in the credits, yeah. and I felt sick. Uh, particularly, so that's we're referencing the Weinstein brothers who ran this Weinstein, uh, Weinstein and Miramax. Um, oh my god, my stomach actually turned like feeling ill at the thought of their names. Well, and also Rose McGowan. I know uh, it made me feel so yeah. sad well, watching let's not, that. Let's not yeah. get into that because it's very dark. Um, very dark, and Rose McGowan, fair play to her, is an amazing woman because she really exposed what Harvey. Weinstein was up to and I just made me sad to think of her as a young actress in that situation um, and it's just I'm glad they don't wield the power they wielded, wielded back then and I'm not surprised that back then they did win the bidding war because they just had so much money yeah 400 grand they paid just him. for the script just for the script and like notoriously normally scriptwriters don't earn that kind of money yeah 
It's incredible. So he wrote the script, but then I'm guessing he would have been there and like really involved. I don't know. I can't say. But oh, um, your fun facts didn't go that deep. My 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 fun facts are like very specific. There's a specific amount of facts here. They don't cover like follow up questions. Like, but Dave, how involved was Kevin <laughs> Williamson on a day to day basis? Would you say? <laughs> I who was the friend I that called him? Inside knowledge. But who's the friend that called him and asked him, "Do you like scary movies?" Because that friend's weird. His name is David Blanchard, according oh, to this CNN enough. article. Yeah, okay. I do actually have that answer. Um, Wes Craven was not originally <gasps> going to direct this movie. They and he was uh, the people that were approached first were really interesting list. Danny Boyle, so off the uh, back of Train Spotting, what uh, makes no sense. Robert Rodriguez kind of makes sense. Remind me. Uh, oh my god! Um, the George Clooney Quentin Tarantino vampire film, which would have come out right. This, yeah. And, oh, and he made like what was that drive? Dust Till Dawn from Dust Till yeah. Dawn um, okay. yeah okay makes a bit more sense but no uh, Sam, it had to be Wes Craven Sam Raimi I'm not surprised he was in the mix um, was that American Beauty no no that's Sam Mendes What's Sam Raimi's The oh, Evil Spider-Man. Dead and Spider-Man yeah. um, but um, no ultimately it they went, had to be Wes Craven ultimately they went with Wes Craven and I think this is the right move because he was the only one who <laughs> didn't see the project purely as a comedy um which I think is actually the key to its success. It's really scary. Yeah, it's Wes Craven does it. it it's, it's not done like a piss take. No, it's not, it's not done like scary it's not movie scary movie. Done. And yeah. it, it's it's um, it is very finely balanced act of because it's ve- it is very funny. It's genuinely funny. Uh, we but were it's like also laughing, quite, screaming, crying. Yeah, thrilled and delighted <laughs> in equal measure. Are you trying to get on the poster for Scream? You know, I'm, it came out twenty five years. I'm ago. I'm actually going to pitch myself. Are you joking me? It was 25 years ago. Yeah. Do you that know, makes it's me the year feel... 2020. It's, we are in hell. Sorry. We saw this as teenagers and it's 25 years ago. Yes, love. That You were honest... 35 years <laughs> That's old. the worst thing I've heard this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I thought 2020 was going okay <laughs> and I just realised what age I am. Um... Drew Barrymore was set to star I've covered that um, Dave stop recycling your own facts the though. film's iconic mask was found during a location scout and it was an actual real off the shelf Halloween mask uh, which they found at a house they were location scouting uh, Linda Blair has a cameo in this the star of The Exorcist she's one of the news reporters outside the school at the beginning interesting mm-hmm. if I was Linda Blair I'd be a bit fucked off I'd be like could you not bring me in for like a bit of a meatier role than this um, I should probably be old to play a high school student or whatever. Oh, but like she yeah. could have probably played like Drew Barrymore's mom or something. I guess. Well, she had a relationship with Craven because they he directed her in the 1978 TV movie Stranger in Our House. Oh my god, I love that movie. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know. There's a lot. Like, I'm not going to list off all the references and stuff in this movie, but the uh, the Wes Craven himself, you spotted, has a cameo. As I didn't know that it was grave and I just said to Dave that has to be a cameo because that's like straight out of a Marvel movie with like Stanley Stan yeah. like it was just like basically the Fonz looks out of his office door is like Hah! and there's a janitor like and then the Fonz goes back in again you're like there is no point to that scene and he's dressed very much like uh, Freddy, Krueger. Freddy Krueger yeah who was a um grand so that was Wes Craven at a uh, is that his school. hair or does he just is that a wig no, or is that his wig. hair it's a wig um and uh, and that's it so but Scream um, was a massive uh, critical and box office success massively uh, positive reviews and uh, made a decent 173 million dollars uh, worldwide and um, it, it to this day remains the highest grossing slasher movie of all time if uh, you adjust for inflation adjust for inflation because otherwise it's the Halloween movie from two years ago Oh, 2018 Halloween year? movie no love two years was that two years ago yeah God. yes you're 35 years old Screen thought... came out 25 years ago <laughs> and you the... saw the Halloween remake I two we years saw ago the Halloween remake last year it was two years ago it was 2018 stop you're genuinely frightening me now the more we do this episode and this we saw this year has been 10 years long what yeah when we looked up um, when we were on IMDb there's going to be a Scream 6 or Scream 5, 5 Scream 5 yeah in 2022 5. Lads, give it to us in 2021. Just like. about when lockdown's ending. <laughs> finally go to... <laughs> Have they filmed Go to it? the cinema again. Uh, I'm looking know. at you like you should know this. I, I don't know. Do um, you want me to frantically look it up? No, that's fine. 
we'll just leave it hanging there I'm sure, the, all, the I'm sure all of our listeners are like yes or no or <laughs> it's cancelled but it's gonna have Gail Weathers and Nave Campbell from what I saw which oh, is, is brilliant oh, yeah I'm like I'm very pleased about that awesome and um I'm really pleased. I'm so pleased we watched Scream. So thank you guys. Yeah, it was fun. I think it was a real pick me up, wasn't it? It was like honestly, it lifted my spirits. I recommend you guys watch this again for the laugh. Yeah, it just. I'd go through all of them again now. I'd actually happily watch them. Are you joking? Yeah. No, I'm happy to skip straight to Scream Five now. Thanks very much. (laughs) Uh, No, Scream Two's good. Scream Two's really good. Uh, Scream Three's not great, and then Scream Four was kind of surprisingly good, but I don't think I'd bother going back to it. I definitely remember Jerry O'Connell showing up in Scream 2. That's right, yeah. And meeting a grisly end. Uh, no yeah. spoilers. And, and Leave Schreiber uh, comes back as Cotton Weary and has a an actual role. And he's like, do you mind not yeah. ruining my life, Sydney? <laughs> also, like, there's this one bizarre, like, kind of overarching theme of Scream. Which oh, and Timothy like, Oliphant's in it. Constant slut shaming of Sydney's mom. Uh, yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Do you know the other weird thing about this movie is? There's not, I don't think there's a single black person in it. Or of, or of anyone of any anyone color. Anyone of color. They're you're right. I act- as I was watching it, I was thinking that. For sure. You're right. I actually had written that down in my notes and meant to say it. Which is unusual even for a film. Really in the glaring. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Really glaring. Uh, very bizarre. Um, absolutely 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. It was weird. Um, and there was like. Like, you know, the way we said, like, at, in the intro that, like, some movies can have, like, very dated sexual politics it's hard to say that about this movie because it was like a piss take of the whole losing your virginity thing yeah but I really didn't enjoy how it's also much very heteronormative as well very it? yeah but I what I didn't enjoy was like how much Sydney's boyfriend like was pressurizing her to have sex but then I appreciate that's like them trying to get to the trope of, of them having sex so that she's no longer a virgin so like is a bit on the nose plus he did turn out to be a baddie so it kind of made sense but but as 90s movies go on a rewatch it didn't really have the sexist vibes that you often see it also isn't leery so like mm. um Wes Craven as a director isn't like lingering on their girl's body parts or you know it just doesn't no, have a certain, it doesn't have that feel yeah, to it yeah, that you can I often agree. have when you go back and it is interesting like what it spawned right after this like I know we mentioned I know what you did last summer earlier but like like that was a direct response to Scream and it spawned like this yeah. whole host so Scream like rejuvenated a dead genre which was the teen slasher genre but then it kind and of horror in general started, it rejuvenated kind of... the genre and then and then it, it all went downhill again after Scream it's like the pinnacle. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. It, it ended up with a, you ended up with a load of kind of copycats, and and I have to say nobody I, did quite 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 did it as well. I remember, there was one urban legends. Yeah, like there was a lot of them floating around. All of which the at the time 90s. I enjoyed, but I'm pretty sure like wouldn't because they would have been so rushed to but, meet this need. But horror goes through. You know, it's very interesting when you track the uh, the trends in horror over the the years and the decades. Because like yeah, as you say, the slasher film which went out of fashion because it was overexposed in the 80s, right, in the early 90s. And then this boosted it again. And then that was very much the thing in the late 90s. And then from memory, then in the early 2000s, you get this, uh, The Ring was remade. Oh my um, God, The Ring petrified and, me. And then, you, then, and then America and Hollywood became obsessed with Japan. and, and um, Remaking Japanese thrillers. And then you got The Eye. And <gasps> oh you my got God, and the... I just thought, Naomi Watts, star of The Ring, Leave Schreiber is her husband. Oh my God. We've come full it's circle. It's all connected. Yeah. And on that note... We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, that was fun. And thanks for voting. Yeah, so much fun. I'm so glad we watched it. And um, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like listening to us, even if you only listen once a year for our annual uh, Halloween extravaganza, please go off and rate us. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, Specifically, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could subscribe, rate us there. We read all the reviews. Um, We greatly appreciate them. We take any feedback on board. You can also contact us at Cinemile on Twitter, Facebook, We only take positive feedback on board. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile, that's where we have the Cinemile High Club, where every month we watch a retro movie, much like this. Um, that our subscribers actually they both pick the genre and the movie so that's really fun it's very democratic and then we like watch different TV shows um, we do various chats on for example um, what we've been watching like a specific big show we'll do like a full spoiler special on it we'll do like sometimes like pilot seasons where we'll review different pilots like a couple of months ago we watched Twin Peaks actually which would have been a good Halloween one but we watched that a couple of months ago and yeah so but like this much. interesting watching the reaction to um, a um, 
teenager out of high school being viciously murdered in Twin Peaks compared to this whereas I feel like in Twin Peaks everyone gave it the reverence it deserved in Twin Peaks they and all in, sat around crying yeah. and looking at her empty desk in and in Scream, Scream they were like, like <laughs> the principal got hung up and quartered let's go <laughs> and everyone jumps into their cars <laughs> literally let's get down there it was like let's all yeah the principal we didn't say this before a spoiler shoot but like news comes out that the principal's been murdered and like you know horrifically kind of displayed like in the football of excitement. pitch and they drive to the football pitch to go and laugh yeah. at his corpse like are you joking now I do I do agree though that there is that element of like there's a definite element of sick bad taste in teenage boys in particular that I remember um but that does feel like a very extreme reaction to yeah, that news. It feels like yeah. a lot. And also the other thing, actually, I know that we've we've ended the podcast, we've done our pitches for socials, and we're back again here chatting because one of the other things that annoyed me was like like Sydney's mother was like brutally murdered the previous year, and they all sit around like slagging off about murders and then they go, Oh sorry, Sid. As in like yeah, yeah, As in yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh as if something like <laughs> Sydney had like Failed her driving test And they're slagging off People who failed the driving test And yeah. it's like You're talking about her mother Who was murdered I heard she was like Step from here to here yeah. And your mother was a slut Sorry Sid But you know it was true It's like um, Okay that's weird But what I really enjoyed actually Was um, Sydney And I can't remember The friend's name Rose McGowan's character That they were just like Really lovely and friendly to each other because often you see and like Rose McGowan really had her back because often you see in these sorts of movies that like kind of contrived uh, fighting between the girls being yeah, their right. boyfriends or whatever they just seem to have like a genuinely nice relationship and also I know we're totally off off the rails now but finally we have to mention the scene when the it's revealed that there's two killers and then the two lads their plan right which is a pretty decent plan is to frame Sydney's dad and then kill Sydney and then leave all the evidence on Sydney's dad or whatever. Then instead of just doing that, at first they're like, we both need to be stabbed so we look like victims. Yeah, but why so didn't gonna they stab each kill, other? Yeah, why didn't they kill <laughs> Nave Campbell and the dad and do the, do the yeah. thing and then stab themselves? It's like the one flaw yeah. of the film like from a plot perspective. <laughs> make any sense. And then they're like, okay, we're each going to stab each other once. But then Skeet Ulrich just That's like last keeps stabbing them and he's like, man, I feel Okay. <laughs> yeah. and that scene was like was very funny to watch I really enjoyed that yeah, it's very memorable yeah and then the, by the, the time they're thing... done they turn and Sydney and her dad have obviously fled the room like. the other thing I like about them as the killers uh, and in general uh, is that the killer the ghost face um, feels very like um, like fallible like he's very clumsy and you know he's very e- most of the time he's easily overcome like he, um, Rose McGowan is like beats the shit out of him then and then just throwing bottles they've no bruises or anything yeah they, they never see they never but see but I guess because it's two them. people they're always kind of every second time only being beaten up I guess but it's not like you, you compare that to Michael Myers who's invincible or uh, the Jason, Jason Voorhees the Terminator um, that was even a joke by the way Freddy Krueger well, the Terminator is a good example. It was like, he's I was a like, machine. But they, they, it just does, does always feel like when Ghostface shows up, there's a sense of threat. But it's this almost like this manic madcap chase when he's like, he's almost goofy. Like it is actually, it's almost like Matthew Lillard. I wonder his, if we went back and watched it like, like now. I wonder if you could pinpoint in which scene it was supposed to be which killer because I bet they acted differently. Oh maybe Yeah oh, That's an interesting mm, Scream 2.0 yeah. Okay Anyway right We'll actually Yeah okay off now. bye We're done Thanks everyone Thanks everybody Happy Halloween Spooky spoilers I'll be right <laughs> Bye Yeah sure I'll be right back ACAST powers the world's best podcasts Here's a show that we recommend I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.